about watching that television show I taped yesterday? Podcasters, I have you on my table, and I must know more about culture. Oh gosh, Manny, we're we're on his table, and he wants to know more about culture. Oh no, are we gonna, are we going to have to kiss? I I was just going to ask you guys to make out so that I could experience culture. I mean, as long as I don't have to kiss Ben Dixon. Yeah, fuck, fuck Ben Dixon. It would be totally gross if we if we kiss though. Hold on, I'm just kind of surgically removing my tonsils so you can shove your your meaty uh, tongue down down my throat. No, that that is is that how you do it? Yeah, yeah, that, that's how that's how we do it. Tell him, Annie. Oh, this kiss sound. That's ah! my cool thing. <laughs> he's he's got the kiss in me. And welcome, we've got the kiss in you too. To a great episode of uh, Do You Remember Robotech? How'd you like that bit, Manny? How how happy were you uh, with that bit? How happy? Uh, it it would it would I would take like maybe uh, at least a, a five digit amount of money for me to kiss. <laughs> that's um, that's that's sad. That hurt. That hurts my feeling. I'm gonna I'm gonna edit that out and put well, it. Well, like oh, yeah. deep, deep tongue kiss. Like okay, uh, you know, it would only take maybe like. 20 bucks for me to kiss you like on the cheek or something. I, I, I kiss you on the cheek for I kiss basically anyone on the cheek for free. That's, that's like, that's like a nothing. It'd have to be, unless I, I violently dislike the person. You know, that being said, don't want to, don't want to push, push your, your kiss boundaries on the show. We're not watching transformers, kiss players. We're watching a real show that respects boundaries. Uh, and, and the, the laws of human decency. Uh, I guess it's also not a show. It was like a weird multimedia project. Uh, Tara, no what's idea not, what you're talking about. Um, I'm not gonna get into it for once. It's gross. Please, it's weird. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, or maybe for Transformers reasons, maybe for Kiss reasons. Who can say? Anyway, I'm I'm excited to be here. I uh, I feel refreshed. I had a nice long week vacation in Salt Lake, Utah. Went to go see a bunch of scary things, and then I came home and I started reading a Final Fantasy book. Uh, you know, us in the business, we in the know, yeah. we call it yeah. SLC. Oh, you ever, you ever been to SLC? No, I just wanted to, I just wanted to say something. That's all. Okay. That's fine. That's cool. I appreciate it. But yeah. I was down there in SLC. Uh, Manny asked me one vacation question on the podcast. Uh, how was the, uh, what do you call it? Teramisu? Oh, I didn't, I didn't do it. We were. We were like too busy, like going out and about and stuff. We and it, it was like a little bit. It would have been a pain in the ass because it comes frozen, right? Mm-hmm. And so we would have had to like thaw it. And like we were staying at like two separate places. You know, we were playing to, to split it. Uh, I wish we had done it, but like it was, um, it it would have been a lot of planning. So very sad. There's a place in Salt Lake City called Twisted Tiramisu that had a bunch of very wacky, funny 
uh, tiramisu flavors. I was very excited about, but sadly, did not work out. All right, pour pour one out for the tiramisu time. Yeah, pour out some lady fingers. Get get those lady fingers and give them a little kiss. If there's a big guy yelling at you to kiss him, yeah. What what uh, we're we're we're, we're going to watch? Well, we have watched, and we're going to talk about two episodes of some stuff today. But first, we got to do a little little homework. Well, actually, I guess Manny, you can tell us how's your how's your week been? You know, not not to rush into things. Just chill out. We're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about. Uh, you can tell uh, us one thing about you. Come on. It's, it's the opening banter. Yeah, the opening little banter. You can say one thing about your week. Uh, it was my birthday yesterday. Whoa, it's a birthday boy. Everyone here, please pause the podcast and sing happy birthday to you, Manny, as loud as you can, or else you're a fake fan. Uh, then you can resume it. We're not going to sing it on the podcast. That'd be rude to Manny, but uh, happy birthday, buddy. Uh, thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. I got you a gift coming in the mail. Um, what do you expect it is? What's your guess? Uh, more coasters. I feel like I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have coasters for each of the uh, Gundam Double O team by the time we're done. Could you tell the audience what it was that I, I got you on those coasters for your last birthday? Yeah, it, it's it's a uh, Tiaria, the uh, the one that that looks like a lady, like a sexy lady. Uh huh. And it says in in big letters, "I can fix him." And uh, unfortunately, the coasters are kind of slippery. Like every time I put a cup on there, the cup gets really? very slippery. Oh, no. So that's like the opposite of what you want. Yeah, I, I, I apologize for the, the lack of building quality on those coasters. There's, there's just no friction on there. It's just zoom, like, a, like in a hockey rink or something. Yeah, I, I don't know if you'll like my gift as much as this time. I think it is very funny. I saw it like a year ago. And I thought I'm going to get it to many. And soon that will become a reality. Uh, anyhow, yeah, that's that, 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 that's enough about our our personal lives, our love lives, our kiss lives. Let's go into the first section. Uh, are we, we're doing a voice actor first. You, you feeling good? Good for that? Um, I mean, if you want to, you're you're all about this controversy right now. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm I'm into it. I specifically chose that due to topicality, Manny's voice actor pick would be Wendy Lee today who's uh, in the news for some not-so-very-good reasons. Uh-oh. Uh, should I, I just do a brief... Honestly, I don't think it's that bad. I think she's just being a dick, and that's it. Uh, she's, she's being a dick. I think she's wading into some, some uncomfortable areas. Okay, well, let me, let me explain what happened first. Uh, so Wendy Lee is a voice actor. She voices Vanessa uh, Leeds in Robotech, which is why we're talking about her. Um, most relevantly, she voices Yoruichi, who is the um, kind of like, I think, like a cat girl character from Bleach, Lunchbox's favorite show. Has Lunchbox watched a dub? Uh, I'm almost certainly not. Oh, really? Oh, he's a sub guy? He's a, he's a sub guy. All right, cool. He he does not know Wendy Lee's voice. But uh, Yoruichi, uh, for those who don't know, is also a, uh, she's a black woman. I You know, it's like occasionally a little bit up in the air for Japanese media. Although I have seen what appears to be official art of her, like dressed up doing so like Motown bits, like an Afro. So someone involved in the creation of, of bleach sees her in that way too. I think also the original Japanese voice actress considers her that. Uh, and that's all to say that Wendy Lee who voices her is not a, a person of color. She is super white, just like me. And um, there's a bit of controversy where she initially lost the role is given to a, a black actress, uh, Aniris Quinones was uh recast into Yoruichi and um 
has thus been uncast. She's got re-replaced by Wendy Lee. And uh, kind of the big controversy specifically is Wendy Lee going around to people on Twitter who were comforting that actress and basically saying like, huh, shut the fuck up. It, actually, you shouldn't care that she lost a role because the the true iconic role is mine. It's my role and I deserve it. And the OG, OG cast is perfect. It's very, very cringy uh, and very uh, awkward, especially uh, with um, there's been more and more discussion in the, the voice acting community about, uh, you know, having a bunch of white people voicing all the people of color characters. And Wendy Lee just kind of stomping all over that and being very rude and awkward about it to boot. So. Yeah, that's the that's the current controversy. Manny, you you said you said that it's uh, not not that bad. I don't I I feel I feel like she's she, look, all I'm saying is that she's voiced that character for over 300 episodes. So I think maybe she just feels that it's her character. Like if it was just a character like oh I did this voice for like you know three episodes in this one anime, that would be like a super dick move. Now it's just that's a dick move. Uh, I don't know. I don't think you own a character, really. I of think course, you don't own, own a character, but that's three hundred episodes. Yeah, um, I, I think we can all agree that her, her response of just getting in random people's business on Twitter is deeply, deeply embarrassing and not cool. And um, in, in now deleted replies, which is funny. Yeah, yeah, she she got owned publicly for it. Um, so uh, anyway, what else has this voice actress done? Well, like one or two things, right? Maybe a little bit more than that. Wendley, you know, uh, it says here her force, her first anime voice acting role was in Robotech. So that that's happened like three times, hasn't it? For some Is of the voice true? actors we've covered. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. She's also, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Digimon Adventure. She's TK, which is the, the I believe it's the, like the little brother character of the ones that are siblings. Mm-hmm. He is Chris. In Gundam Double O, Double O eighty. Sorry, it's a big. It's a big difference there. You remember Chris, the one that pilots the the Gundam? Yeah. Uh, she she kills her boyfriend. Spoilers. Yeah, I remember that. I didn't watch the dub. Uh, she is the sexy nurse from Persona Four. For uh, for all you endurance fan, run fans out there, it is funny. Isn't the uh, the the Salt Snake guy the voice of her? Um, what is his name? Burn Bernie. He has a nice gravelly voice, but anyway, she she's also a character in JoJo called Lisa Lisa. I don't know if you know what that is. Yep, that's Joseph Joestar's mom. Oh, okay, hi mom, hi mommy. Uh, Scorpina in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. She's a lady with a gold turd on her head. Yeah, Scorpina. That's a human character, right? Does she she actually like acts as her uh, in addition to voice acting for Scorpina? No. No, just the voice acting. Oh, they don't have like I I could have sworn they had like an original like actor for two uh, like a, like a new one. Uh, they might have, but I don't think she was, it was her. Okay, all right, go, go ahead. Sailor Moon's mom, but the, the the real one, Queen Serenity. Okay, and that's in the uh, in the later dubs of Sailor Moon and in Sailor Moon uh, Crystal. You know, they brought her back. So they brought her back. One last one here. This, this is like a billion. We're not going to go through all this. Yeah, you, you got to pick the, the best ones. The best one, Kaecilia Zabi from Gundam of the Origin. Oh, that's a good one. It's cool. Uh, yes, there, there's not enough Kaecilia head sniping in Gundam of the Origin, but yes, it is cool. Is that, is that your last one? Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. There's like a billion more that I can name. This is probably like, I, I think she's like Conan 
from from Kid Detective Conan. Oh yeah, that was, that was a cool guy. She's Bulma in Dragon Ball and one of the dubs in in the uh, English dub for uh, Toonami, like Southeast Asia. Huh. So so not like the not like the dub we would see here. Yeah, she does some other Robotech stuff later, including the movie or Robotech: The Untold Story. Uh, stuff like that. But, you know, we'll get there when it comes to them. Uh, apparently, she had a stage name as Wendy Swan uh, for at least Power Rangers, which is pretty funny. Yeah, I wonder where, the, wonder where that came from. Oh, she's Alex Straza in World of Warcraft. That's that's big. That's, that's, a, that's a big dragon lady that everyone thinks is really sexy. Oh, good for her. Yeah. Uh, and she's a, she's Athena in Phoenix Wright in the, the English dub there. Uh-huh. So yeah, she's she. You could just name roles and roles and roles. I was just I was just naming the ones that I know and, and care about, uh, which is basically that she's in the bouncer, the last last one. That's a good one. And on she's in the bouncer. the bouncer. I don't know who anyone about the bouncer, but she's in she's in there. The bouncer. I, I bought the bouncer, the but bouncer. really, uh, yeah, and I didn't play it. Anyway, yeah, big voice actress. Uh, I don't I don't think her voice role has been very memorable in the show so far. Uh, no, I wouldn't have known it was her, but I guess Vanessa hasn't had many speaking lines. Is she known for being like kind of an annoying voice actress? Like the characters that she she plays are like high pitched. Is that is that her thing? No, the I guess the are, the the big ones I know are like sexy ladies and like little girl sounding characters. Yeah, yeah. You didn't say you didn't say Faye Valentine. That's like a, that's like her biggest one. Oh wow, that was on the top of my list. I must have just skipped over it. Yeah, and uh, and Angel and the Big O. I always think this. Oh, it's the same person. Like the very similar dubs between those two shows, Bebop uh-huh. and, and Big O. She should freaking get over herself. I think we we can all say, yeah. get over yourself, Wendy Lee. Come on this podcast, I'll fight you. Uh, and I saw that like she also has like two other roles in in Ble- in that same Bleach anime. Oh yeah, so she she was getting really like heated up, even though she's like still had a you know had a role. Uh, and also that person who got unhired is also doing more roles. They're, they're working together. I know that because Wendy Lee put out a thing. It was like, hey, I apologize. It, it was a very bad apology. I forget the exact wording, but it was something like, I was under the false impression that people did not understand that people love the original cast or something like that. You know, I'm sorry. You're sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And are you sorry, Manny, that it's the JoJo segment standing ovation? Grumble, grumble. We have a exciting one for you today. And by that, I mean probably one of the least exciting stands in the series. Go ahead and make your way over to the relevant pictures on the standing ovation document, Manny, and you, the Cliff Notes uh, viewers, where we right. will talk about Hermit Purple. So uh, this is a. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, go ahead. Go, go scroll down just to the two pictures, please. Uh, so this is a stand of Joseph Joestar who we uh, talked about yesterday as being, you know, a voice actor relationships for, that was a uh, Kakazaki, right? Or sorry, uh, Dixon. Dixon's English voice actor was, was Joseph. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Uh, so this is his stand when he shows up again in part three, after being the protagonist of part two, uh, gets a little extra power here. And uh, it's very easy to describe, but so many do your best. Describe it. It's purple spiky vine. Yep. They just come out of them. Oh, uh- Oh, they're coming out of him. It looks like they're like attacking him in that first one. <laughs> no, no, they're it, it's his stand. He's he's using it uh, outward. Okay, so, yeah, it looks like he's about to get tentacled here. 
What do you think this thing does? There's another picture here that shows uh, Joseph's hand smashing a, cam- a pictograph camera with his little vines coming out. So that has something to do with, with the ability. What do you think th- these vines do? I- I'll say also they do general like vine stuff. You do some like pull things to him and, and climb over stuff, but uh, mm-hmm. it has like an actual like stand ability. Oh, can, he, can he do like Spider-Man web slinging? He's never cool enough to do that, but he can kind of like do it like a much lamer version of that. Yes. Okay. And it looks like he's smashing this Polaroid camera here. Oh, did I say pictograph? Yes, Polaroid. Polaroid camera. Yes. I, I said it just to call you out. Sorry. Is is the camera involved in any way? Yeah. I can't see how it would. What? Yep, it's involved. He's not just like des- using his power to destroy a camera. He's just kind of using his hands to destroy a camera. Oh, I thought it was like an example of, of like, oh, I can I can smash anything this this vine brings to me, which is kind of kind of dumb. But I guess, man, I got no idea. Why is why is there? Does is it involve the picture that's coming out of the camera here? Yeah, it involves the picture. Uh huh. Does he do like sexy poses? Not with that with with the, with the tentacles. Is there? I gotta get my mind out of the gutter here. Yeah, get your get your mind out of the gutter. Come on, give me give me a real real guess. What do you think the relationship between this is? He's smashing a camera. A picture comes out. What do you think might be on on that photo? Oh man! Like all I can think of is just like sexy poses. That's all I got. You, you think he, you think he smashes a camera that makes an image of his own self doing a sexy pose on it? Yeah, like I mean, like, am I supposed to think that he like takes the camera, takes a picture or something, and then smashes it? Oh, that that's clever, and like that would do something to yeah. the thing that he took a photo of. Okay, yes. I like I like where your head's at. That's not it, but I will accept that as a real answer. Okay. So the real answer that is even more real than Manny's is divination. But you weren't expecting that, huh? No. Hermit mm-hmm. Purple can divine information. Uh, some various examples of which include he can make a psychic photograph that reveals information of something requested at that specific moment in time. And every time he does that, he has to smash a $3,000 camera. Does he have to buy the camera or does yep. it just like materialize? No, he has, he has to, he complains about it. He's like, I have to buy a fucking 3000 yen camera each time. Uh, okay. 3000 yen is much different than $3,000. Okay. Fair, fair enough. I guess he could, it could be a $3,000 camera if it was, uh, but this thing's probably really expensive today. Uh, he could also produce live psychic videos on television that show a person's thoughts or even the inside of their body. He can use it to conjure a map out of thin air. Conjure. And then he could use it. Uh, con- what, what, what is it? Conjure. Con- he uses it to conjure a map out of thin air. He could also use it to analyze machinery, which is, I guess, sort of divination-y. These, these are like a, a wide variety of applications for this, for this stand. Uh-huh. Especially the the just showing you the inside of their body, like like just this makes colonoscopies real easy here. Uh, there's a stand that goes inside your inside of your body later that they fight, which is why that becomes relevant. Okay, yeah. So they they kind of like say, "Oh, look at the little little guy crawling around in there." Ah, what do you think about Hermit Purple? Uh, honestly, kind of kind of lame. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe you can do something with with like the map feature. So I'm like, I hope it like takes you to treasure or something. But, yeah, but that's that's about it. That's all I got. Yeah, I I think most people think this one is kind of lame. Uh, like people really loved the protagonist of part two, Joseph, a lot, and so they, I guess they like he's pretty strong by himself. So I guess they kind of gave him a a shitty stand to you know not make him too overpowered compared to the the new main character guy. You know, they, the main character of that part is like the big punchy guy. 
the stand does punchy things too, right? It, uh, Joseph's Hermit Purple? No. No, it has no humanoid form. It's just vines. No, the guy you were talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah, the guy I was talking about. The Jotaro, yeah, he's, he's got big punchy guy powers. Okay. Yeah. Uh, if you're curious, too, I, I realize one part I did like about these is, is naming the English localized ones in relation uh, to, to the actual ones. And I think we've missed a few of them. So real quick, I'm just going to go over and, and tell you the, the differences because I think they're funny. Killer Queen's uh, localized name is Deadly Queen. I like that one. Not not too good, no. No? no uh, like for what they're going for? Mm. Uh, High, Highway to Hells uh, has uh, two different localized names, depending oh. on, on uh, uh, where you're looking at it. In the fighting game, it's called Highway to Death. In, uh, not, not so good. Not so good. <laughs> in the Netflix version, it's called Freeway Through Hell. All right, that's a little better. Let's see. I, I think I, I think I mentioned Creams uh, in that episode. Uh, and Osiris is not a uh, an important name or anything. It's just a, a tarot, tarot card. I almost got myself again. I almost said tarot. <laughs> uh, Wonder of You. It might not have a localized one yet for Wonder of You. Nope, it's not. Wow. It's just, I guess we only really just missed one. Anyway, that, that was funny, though. Uh, those, the, those two. All right. And that's, that's it. That's the Jojo segment. Yay. Yay. Highway to heck. Highway. <laughs> they should have done that. Highway to heck. You ready to do some freaking summaries? Uh, uh, yes, sure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, whatever you want, man. All right. Go. I'll read your freaking summary. Okay, buddy. All right. Uh, wow. Don't talk to me like that. All right. Let's, let's, let's give some makeup. Wow, that is a great point, Shane. First episode, it is episode 11 of Macross, Super Dimension Force. Macross, it is First Contact. How, was there just one episode of Next Generation named First Contact? Yes, it's the one where, uh, it's the one where uh, Lilith really wants to sleep with Riker. Yeah, oh, that's good. That, that's a really fun bit. I love that. Okay, First Contact, Super Action Fighting Time. We are treated to a slideshow of what is presumably an intense action scene of Britai absolutely owning Hikaru so badly that he has to eject his exploding mech. The explosion ejects Max from the ship and into his own subplot, but the rest of the gang are all captured. They wake up in a glass tube of some sort, and Hikaru instantly starts dropping misogyny bombs while their captors are watching. Hikaru's bullshit is enough to give Britai a headache, so they decide to take a little prisoner problem up the chain of command. Misa's the one of them with some brains, and she starts collecting intel as the ship does its spacefold thing. Back on the Macross, Minmay and her friends are walking in place when Fokker shows up to give her the bad news about Hikaru not making it back from his mission. Are they walking in place in both versions, Manny, or just the uh, yes, broadcast? Yes, like, okay, like they're 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 stood still, and at least in the uh, in the in Macross, like you can hear their footsteps. That's good. Um, I, oh yeah, good time to mention. So th- this episode actually has two versions you can watch. Uh, there's the a version that came on like the Blu-rays and stuff, where they fix a bunch of uh, the animation, uh, and then there's the original broadcast version, which looks a lot worse. Uh, a lot of just very unfinished still frames instead of animation for a lot of it. Not that the Blu-ray version is uh, hot stuff either. It, like this episode, like there was clearly some some production issues. Maybe they're be, they behind schedule or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very easy to notice. Like like in, um, in that fight, like I specifically said, it's a slideshow because it is a slideshow. Yeah, I think there is kind of a good bit where Breitai does like a little combo on on Rick, though. I think that's cool. Oh, yeah. uh, anyway, he's got he's got some quattro combos. I don't know if you remember when he when he beat up Camille. 
Uh, Minmay and her friends are walking in place when Fokker shows up to give her the bad news about Hikaru not making it back from his mission. She runs away in a panic, so I guess Fokker just hangs out with Minmay's homegirls. Back with the prison trio, they've been in the space fold for an entire hour. And with that comes time dilation. So one hour for them is 10 days on the Macross. So we all know what that means. Minmay's flashback montage. I mean, he has a little annoying like clap emojis there in the document like when when someone's like trying to make a point uh you know like you can not eat fish on tuesday like like that uh, uh i was wondering if you would actually do the whole clap but yeah like, <laughs> no, you did. we see the time they were stuck in the depths of the ship the time minmei was recruiting for the military and the time she told hikaru about her new hit single my boyfriend is a pilot minmei got jokes the ship drops out of space fold and the gang sees an absolute embarrassment of Zentradi's ships. The screen keeps scrolling for several seconds and still doesn't show them all. The Blue Wind Gang is given their report on sexy ladies, the classic Lex Luthor, real name Madolza, who demands to see the prisoners on Britai's ship. Misa and co are just hanging out on table when Baldoza drops by and to give them some fat lord drops. Zentradi don't have civilians, they don't have mommies, they don't make babies. They're even puzzled by what a kiss is. So they demand the Hikaru and Kakazaki kiss to demonstrate. But truly, no one should ever kiss Kakazaki. So Misa volunteers to kiss Hikaru instead. Misa and Hikaru go all soft focus on us and kiss, and the trads freak the, freak the fuck out. They completely like, lose their like shit. That? You like that? But yeah, the, the trads. Um, I'm picturing like Bulldoza like having a trad calf uh, TikTok channel. Uh, they, they they completely lose their shit. Bulldoza literally ascends off screen in shock, managing to only utter a single word, protoculture, before demanding these filthy kissing humans be removed from his presence. Zentradi are talking about why the kiss was so icky when the Blue Wing gang, uh, separate from the Blue Wing gang, is a new bunch of guys, a Blue Wing gang. Uh, they're, they can all, they're all flying Zentradi. Blue Wing. Blue Wing. Blue Wing. <laughs> Blue Wing. That's uh, it's it's like the female version of the Blue Wind Gang, the Blue Wing Gang. That's no, not they wouldn't be here. They, they they wouldn't be here. Uh, they wouldn't be on the ship. <laughs> they were taking part in the interrogation for some reason. Asked Bulldoza what was up with the protoculture he name checked, leading up to our second Lord Drop. Said Trotty ancestors used to have something called culture. This Lord Drop sucks compared to the last one. Anyway, cut to Minmay thinking about how Hikaru is most probably dead and putting on a big old smile on her face as she drops her hot new single. Whoa, she stole Shane's catchphrase, someone call the cops. Meanwhile, this whole time, Max is just hanging out, playing Hitman on the Zentradi command ship level. He's disguised as mech as a Zentradi moot, getting ready for the next episode. Keep being the best, Max. Spoilers, I also say he's playing Hitman. <laughs> I, I, a little bit different, which you'll, of course, get to see. Uh, yeah, big, big episode, a lot of lore. Um, just generally, you know, since you talk about Macross, what you, what'd you think of all this stuff? We'll do like a little you know, intro version. Yeah, what did you think of the the lore stuff in this? Oh, I think it's a lot of stuff that we suspected, but it, but it's good to confirm. Like, uh, uh, like you know, we'd heard uh, hints and, and uh, that they don't have like that they don't mingle with with the opposite sex here, mm-hmm. right? So we knew that, and I guess from that we could have inferred stuff like oh, no kissing, no no babies, no mommies. This whole weird second conversation about culture protoculture and culture yeah. i think i think in the english dub they use the word civilization but that was that was just weird like that was the, i'm not sure i'm not sure what they were getting at with that 
uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, that'll be a big thing we'll talk about, especially because I think, you know, hold, hold on to my throat here, Manny, while I'm, I'm tickling my uvula. I think this might be the biggest differentiated episode in, in Robotech Macross. Would you, would you agree with that? How, how do you feel me saying that? Mm, yeah, you know what? Because pretty much every, every episode before this has been <laughs> almost exactly identical. Yeah, the, the so big can... differences here are between uh, the interrogation scene and what the explanation of what protoculture is. And those like those the protoculture stuff is, you know, feels like big lore stuff. So like having those changes here feels very important. Uh, and so we'll, we'll talk about that when we, we get to it. Um, yeah. Do, do you generally like uh, do you like this episode of, of Macross? Generally? Uh, this episode is really fun. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I think I think the kiss scene is like iconic. Who doesn't like having a real big guy forcing you to kiss your, your commander. Uh, I, I love that kind of stuff. That's, that's, okay. that's what I'm about. Just, you know, whatever, 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 wherever that happens, just send me a link to that. I want to see it. All right. If you, if you have a bunch of tiny little people and you're making them kiss, send them over to me and Annie. We want to see it. We want to hear about it. Oh, you too, huh? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I want them. If you're, if you want to tell us about your kissing life, I'm, that's fine too, I guess. You know, send send in your your first kiss, and we'll we'll talk about how it relates to to Mac Don't, don't send us info about you kissing little people, though. We don't want to know about that. Yeah, there's you know little little tiny tiny people walking around. Your lips are too big for them. It's probably very uncomfortable for them. Like if you kiss Tinkerbell, that'd be really gross for Tinkerbell. Which is, wouldn't you agree? Ah, oh, yeah, she needs to take a shower afterwards. <laughs> I don't think Tinkerbell ever takes showers. That's that's you're probably like dooming yourself oh, wow. with like, bacteria. She, are you saying she stinks? Yeah, I think I think she's gross. I think she's gnarly. She's like a little forest creature. Like you, you don't think like she like goes out in the rain. Well, no, I guess maybe the raindrops would hurt. I don't. I guess no, depending it, on how tiny she is. She she's like she's a weirdo. She's like in love with uh, like a, a guy who who wants to be a, a kid. Uh, it, it's a weird situation. You know, if you, if you watch. Um, you know, feminist critique masterpiece hook. You'll get a little bit more about this more, more than I could say. Uh, anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's go on to to my summary. Okay, I'm here in Shane's Robotech summaries episode uh, eleven. That's one one. That's a lot. That's a lot of episodes. We're, we've done eleven episodes of this. Yeah. Uh, man, uh, I feel sorry for the listeners having to listen to me for eleven episodes. Anyway. Episode 11, First Contact. After the narrator gaslights us, Brita beats the hell out of Rick while Max manages to escape. Was that escape? He 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 pretty much got ejected by, by accident. Come on. I was, being, I was being very charitable. Okay, all right. Max will then play Metal Gear, hit man across the ship, but doesn't actually do anything this episode. I, I guess he's got the mech. You can, you can, you can, you can slide the Metal Gear. It's uh, all, Rick, it's Metal Gear Corridors, the thing. Uh, yes, the, there is a restroom, which I think is more Hitman, but you, you know, you name dropped that. There's an iconic restroom in Metal Gear Solid. There's a whole scene where they talk about, uh, the butt, uh, in Metal Gear Solid 1. I can't quite remember, but I, I, you know, if there is butts, I'm pretty sure that, I'm pretty sure they talk about it. It's like a whole plot point. It's a whole, so like, there's a whole bit where, uh, you're trying to find which guard is Meryl and you can only tell because her walk cycle emphasizes her butt. Oh yeah. Yeah. And you gotta find the follow them to the women's restroom or something yeah yeah exactly and then you meet her there and she's like how'd you know it was me and snake's like you've got a nice butt oh uh, yeah you've got a nice butt 
Uh, Rick, Ben, and Lisa all wake up in prison as Brie, Ty, and Exeter watch on. Rick does his best Jordan Peterson impression. Oh boy, yeah, he does. Starts being, uh, starts doing a big sexism at Lisa. Brie, Ty, and Exeter embody the spirit of blue collar comedy tour and say basically, in the what's I don't know Larry the Cable Guy. What's his voice? He's got like a southern accent, fake southern accent. Just try what you think. Women, huh? Can't live with them, and that's it. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna. That's uh, that's all you're getting out of me. I'm not gonna say this whole other line here. There's a whole. Okay, I'll, I'll say it. Our whole other society is like this. Our whole society is like this. <laughs> like well, now can, now we just cut out the middle. Shortly after the ship that three are on begins to fold far away, arriving uh, the mists of an enemy fleet. You're not. You're not. You're not. You know, conveying how big this fleet is. Right. This was. This was much, much bigger than the, the fleet that they're initially running away from. Okay, big fleet. Sorry. Big fleet, thank you. Meanwhile, on the Macross, Fokker tells Min May some extremely emotionally turbulent information. Rick has gone missing in front of her friends. Rude. Like, yeah, like that's something like, hey, Min May, let's, let's go uh, step to the side here and have a talk here. Right? Instead, instead, he just grabs her out in public. Say, hey, your not boyfriend is dead. And she just runs away. Come on. Come on, Fokker. You know better than this. Uh, as her thoughts connect with Rick over the vast span of space and time, we get a number of new flashbacks of their time together, including some preparations for Min May's upcoming debut. Uh, she gets the name of her ne- uh, song wrong. Does she get the name of her song wrong? She does. She says, my boyfriend is a pilot. And this. Uh, that is not the name of the song in Robotech. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. That's that's some behind the scenes info that we are not privy to yet. I mean, she does not. It's a whole different song that is not like about like her she sings a pilot. She does sing a song uh, that is totally about her at the end. Yeah, but, but that's okay. We all love her anyway, don't we, folks? <laughs> I forgot you were saying my words, and I thought you were you were having a conversation with me for a second. <laughs> okay, this is this is what the summaries are. We talk. Uh, during the summary, come on. No, now. yeah, I know, no, I know. I thought I'm saying, even though you were reading my summary, I thought you were just having a natural response until you said the, the next thing. Until uh, you said, which, "Oh, yeah. those are, that, that's what I wrote. That's me. It's me, Shane." Here, yeah. back on the Zentradi ship, the three humans have been taken for interrogation with the Supreme Commander of the Zentradis. I thought he was just the Supreme Commander, of like the 118th Fleet. Uh, you might be right. I think you're correct. So, Supreme Commander of the 118th Fleet, which but is that, that might be a another. that might be a Macross thing, not a Robotech thing. Uh, Dolza, uh, Britai Extor, and the Blue Wind are here too, for some reason. Why are the Why are the Blue Wind gang there? What are they doing there? Because they're the only ones that have seen protoculture. They have firsthand knowledge. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess they're gonna get executed otherwise if they talk, right? Yeah. They ask about protoculture, but the humans have no idea what they're talking about. Uh, it's weird, right? Because Exidor here knows about like protoculture before before uh, Dolza like drops the name, right? So I guess, well, yeah, Exidor specifically says, "What knowledge do you have of Exidor?" Uh, uh, protoculture. Uh, pro- yeah, protocol. yeah. Now, <laughs> what knowledge do you have of me? <laughs> do Do you know about me, Exidor? Do I ever come up? He twirls his hair. <laughs> Uh, Lisa refuses to participate further, prompting uh, both a massive display of power. Yeah, I thought you were going to talk about how he slams the table and they all just fall. No, that's cool, uh, though. A massive display of power. A holodeck recreation of destroying Earth. I, I thought it was like just some random planet. 
I I assumed it was Earth. I guess because uh, because he says it'll destroy your planet, but I guess it could have just been any planet. Yeah, just like a recording. But yeah. Lisa calls his bluff and says uh, he ain't shit. Like that 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 needed claps there. <laughs> uh, this gets Dolza so steamed that he picks up Lisa like a Barbie doll and demands they tell him about their weird tiny bodies. Uh, man, I'm excited for this. This next sentence. Rick and Ben try to explain their weird tiny bodies come from uh, their weird tiny mommies getting weird tiny cummies from <laughs> weird tiny daddies. Or the birds and the bees, as Ben says. Uh, weird tiny cummies is. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I think you wrote that just so you could hear me say that. It's so everyone get, like, loves to hear you say it. Like, like. Like, if you get a text message from me, that's going to be the text down. <laughs> me saying that. Uh, this excites Dolza enough that he demands they kiss. And when Rick f- refuses to kiss Ben, Lisa steps up to the plate. Uh, thank, thank you, Lisa. Nobody, nobody should, should have to kiss Ben. True. Like, he's, he's like Rick is, is not the most likable character in this episode. But even so, he, sh- he shouldn't have to kiss Ben. Yeah. Uh, the kiss freaks all this entrati out. On an almost subconscious level, and Doza remarks that this is for sure protoculture. Is protoculture just like porn? Is that, is that, he, is that... he he says very explicitly what protoculture is? Uh, it is not porn. I feel I feel like it's porn from how they're they're reacting here. The humans are hurriedly taken out of the room to go listen to Ben Dixon mope about women in the prison cell, and Doza begins to finally explain what protoculture is. Protoculture is the essence of robotechnology developed by our ancestors. In the beginning, we were the same size and lived together with females in, air quotes, society. Through the use of protoculture, we were able to evolve. But over the years, through a series of wars with the Micronians, the secret of protoculture were lost. However, we have reason to believe that those secrets are on board the SDF-1. And that's the whole point of this ship, of this, yeah. of this anime. If you want mm-hmm. to call it an anime. Uh, that's that's me done with my Dolce voice. Then Min Mei sings her song that everyone listening to this, but me, Manny, has heard a billion times before on this podcast and credits. Uh, I really should should have listened to at least our, uh, once our podcast, right? Is, is, am I doing a bad job? Am I a bad? No, no, because uh, we're, we're going to listen to it live on air. Oh, that's okay. So I won't be a bad uh, sub host. Yeah, this content. We're doing content. Now, see, uh, see, this, see the song is describe the song in one word starting with Y. Yeah, how do you describe the Robotech song? Uh, yucky. <laughs> it starts and ends with Y, that one. <laughs> That's good. Uh, yeah, Robotech. I, I think uh, this is like the last part of the episode, but I just think it's funny that she's like sitting there thinking about Rick maybe not coming back and then like. They tell her, hey, your turn's up. And she just immediately, like 180, super happy, ready to go on there. Sing about herself. Like, it's just, it's just, come on, Min-May. Yeah, it's very funny that she sings about herself. That's that's a, a very unintentional change of Robotech. We're like, oh, we're going to have all these new songs. But then the actual context of the songs is very different. Uh, the, the most notable part in that is even though it's you know a love song in Japanese, uh, you know, ostensibly about like a boyfriend and like busy him and stuff. Uh, there's no trace of love in Robotech's version of it. Uh, what's what's the name of it? Um, My time to be a star. 
but there still is like romantic scenes played over it. Like for example, there's a bit of Fokker and Claudia uh, kind of moving together during the middle of it, which has like a romantic undertone in Macross, but then just is confusing in Robotech for no reason. Yeah, like uh, like I thought on Macross she was going to comfort him because you know Rick's or Hikaru's disappearance. Yeah. Um, yeah, weird Robotech episode. I, I think still pretty good. Uh, there's the interrogation scene is very confusing to me from the stuff they decided to take out of the rest of it is, is rather the same. Um, uh, but yeah, just, just going over some, I guess starting from the beginning, uh, they have, you know, the bits where, uh, they're all going into, they, they have the big fight there. Uh, it looks very, very bad or even worse, depending on which version you're, you're looking at. Um, still, still pretty sick. Retag gets up. He's like, um, I'm built different when they all ask him how he is. That's pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I'm not like you twerps. I'm, I'm built uh, for tough. Uh, he, I, I think, uh, you know, we'll cut ahead to them stuck in the prison cell. And they get into an argument um, where the, the Zentradi start saying, like, wow, women and men, huh? And they can never get along. In Robotech, it, it's really funny. I don't know if it has this exact same tone in Japanese, but the tone in Robotech for Rick is very much like weird Republican youth pastor who thinks he's smarter than everyone in the room and is telling you in his four-hour YouTube essay about how feminism is wrong. I'm sorry, Lisa, I really don't mean to be coming down on you this way. But it seems to me that sometimes certain assignments shouldn't be given to women. I mean, they're just too difficult. And believe me, I don't mean it personally. Um, he, has that, he has that tone to me. He says, like, very matter-of-factly in a way where he's, he's way too confident about the shit he's saying. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. That, that's the, the, his delivery just does, doesn't give you any hint that he thinks he... Uh, he might be in the wrong. <laughs> yeah. In uh, Macross, it's played a little bit differently, I think, right? Like, not a but, lot differently, but a little. Yes, but also still, like, you know, hella, hella sexism there. Yeah. Uh, it's it's more like cutesy sexism in, in Macross, and, and less so cutesy. Uh, they're both equally bad, but yeah, moving moving on a bit, you know, we get those those new flashbacks. I thought it was pretty cool that Misa still had her camera on her. I guess it'd be really hard to, like, frisk someone that small, right? Yeah, like like like, what do you just poke her or just like shake her upside down and hope hope like the change falls out from her pockets or something? <laughs> that would be that'd be funny. So I guess the kind of the bulk of the episode is mostly just the interrogation. Uh-huh. I, I saw you. Know, we've already talked about Fokker telling telling Min May that uh, he she he he's gone. He's missing. She's did, uh, did, did Robotech forget that that Lisa was ordered to go? Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's my that's what my first line was about. Uh, so the yeah. about the gaslighting thing. Yeah, glad you brought that up. In yeah, so we, we talked. Uh, well, I guess we forgot to talk, and then I added in in post last episode about how the the main crux of the last episode of uh, Lisa, you know, supposing that have the bravery to to go out and and battle after being taunted by by Rick is just completely missing in, in Robotech. Instead, she just ordered two against her wishes. But in and here, uh, the, the opening of the episode for like last time on is like, Lisa bravely volunteered is the very first word. I was like, what? That's, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that is not what happened. That is a continuity snarl in the first 0.1 seconds of the show. Yep. 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 
so fast. Uh, so yeah, that, that's pretty funny. Another one of those, uh, you know, ret- retconning, I guess, to make it a little bit better in hindsight. Well, they should have gone to the previous episode if they wanted to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's get to the, the protoculture. Um, I think the differences between them are very interesting. Uh, we already read basically what the Robotech version of protoculture is. Uh, and I, I wrote down actually the, the Macross version, um, pretty much point for point just so that we can discuss them. So right. it, in Macross, he says, Mac, uh, protoculture is something related to our most distant ancestors. In the time of protoculture, we had bodies of only Myclone size. Men and women lived together, and they had something called culture. But the records were lost. It is said that any fleet who comes with contact, who comes into contact with protoculture, becomes unable to fight and is destroyed. Someone asked, uh, "Do you suppose that the secret is hidden in this love thing?" Uh, so. Uh, very different points of view, like almost like fully opposite. In fact, in that uh, the the Macross version says, like, "Hey, this is something that will destroy us. This is something that we are going to be be scared of, and we do not want to know, uh, and like makes us feel bad. And like we we have like ancient myths that say if you are involved in this, you know, like their their perception of themselves as people is like that in fleets, which is interesting too. Like they're uh, like they're the bid why like culture things like not just like if you or like your your loved ones come into contact if, if a fleet comes into contact with like that fabric of society will degrade they won't be able to fight and they'll they'll die uh, meanwhile in robotech uh it's a little bit the opposite because they're like wow protoculture this is the essence of robotechnology and it was something that's lost to us but with the sdf has it and we're gonna get it which is 180 it's different uh yeah, it's it's pretty different. The it has completely different implications <laughs> that of like why 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 are these guys still going? Why is Macross and Trotty still pursuing the uh the SDF one if well I mean I guess they just found out, right? Why are they going to continue to pursue it if they they know it has protoculture on it? Right, I think I mean that that's what the, the show is gonna be a little bit about moving forward too, of course. But uh I think Generally, they uh, they might want to destroy it now that they they know what it is. Be my my guess over what what would happen for the reason for conflict. Now they realize, oh, this is like something we need to like slip in the bud before it infects all of our people. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I guess it, it might make a little bit more sense depending on. I, I mean, we'll we'll see how this interpretation goes in the next episode. For all I know, the next episode of Robotech is going to do a, a one eighty back again to how it's portrayed in Macross. So, so who even says? Maybe this is a bit of a uh, a bad thing to say for the nature of this podcast. So maybe all this posturing is pointless and won't mean anything in the end. Uh, I kind of hope that they'll make more um, a more definite shift and, and they'll keep with us just so we'll have some. Still, we have to talk about. about. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but but we we will see. Uh, what, what did you think of uh, like in general the the protoculture stuff? The, what what ideas does it embark upon your your mind, Mandy? I think both are just too too vague right now. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's why I I said the Lord drop sucks because they didn't he didn't really say anything. I uh, I think he said a lot. I think it's like very important, like because it gives us an idea about you know how does Entrati view us and like how they're related to us. Um, so like in some some way far far in the past, 
they did not have this extreme military culture. And in fact, like the very idea of, of culture itself is, is like hideous to them, which, which I think is very interesting in, in that way of like how we, we, it's also, I guess it's a very um, interesting for the people who are making the show too, because you get to see like what their perception of culture is, you know, like culture is not in, in the eyes of, of people making this uh, culture is not, warmongering culture is, is not culture is having non-combatant civilians right yes yeah so that, that's that's the thing that's actually completely missing from robotech they they completely cut out that line of questioning about civilians which i, I think is a big shame because I, yeah I think, that, that was a long line of questions too yes i actually do have i wrote down as well uh like the list of questions for each of them to compare as well but but if you have any any more thoughts about protoculture stuff before i i do no that's about it i, I still don't think it was it was you know, nothing, nothing too deep that they talked about. Uh, like, I don't agree that 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 what they said about uh, protoculture had that much of meaning yet. Like, I, I think going forward, it'll the they'll put some meaning to to what to the line of questioning that that uh, what's his name Balsack was talking about Boltoza. Yes. Yeah. All right. Uh, so you go on to the questions. Uh, just to compare them here, I'll read over. So the Macross questions. Uh, question one, when did you people make contact with a supervision army? The answer is like, what? What the fuck is that? Uh, question two, what did you do before soldiering? They said civilians. They're like, what the fuck is that? What's a, uh, Exodore has actually a really good line where he says, the universe overflows with conflict and it is in battle one finds life. Which uh-huh. really tells you, I, I think kind of the first big thing about Zentradi culture uh, as it is too and uh, then they ask uh, how can men and women coexist those are the the macros questions uh, I, I do think it is a little, little interesting you know like when i think of, of culture myself i think of you know, sometimes like little mini cultures and you know like the, the culture of, of war especially here in america is one that is, is very much alive and, and well it's it is not I, a mini culture it is what it is not a mini culture Okay, you you know okay, not not many is small. Many is like dividing subculture, them. Yes, yeah, that's, sub, that's, that's what I mean. Subculture, the, the subculture of of like being pro war and you know like even like pro gun in America, uh, like the things that they're trying to separate. If you really think about Zen, you know Zentradi and like what what culture is, it's a little bit of a hard line because they're not not a race without culture, you know. Um, like they're a race without the very specific things which we we embody as like being pure culture or whatever. At least the show does like kissing, uh, which they think is really gross. Anyway, the, the Robotech questions are very different. Uh, number number one, tell us what you know of protoculture. They're like, what? Question two, why did, this is really weird. Why did you insist on attacking us? That's very strange. That is super strange. The, the, the humans call it out too. Yeah. Like, it, you're attacking us. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's, it's very weird and, and out of character for the, the Zentradi to say or, or ask that. Um, like, they... Like I, I it, it would make sense if you're doing like a weird political show and then trying to like do like politicking. This is not that show. Then try to get out that people it would not make sense in this context. Uh, and I think they also asked like if they made a secret weapon, and then Exodor asked about protoculture, I guess. Uh, so they 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 skip out the entire bit about civilians, which is like a very important lore thing because you know it lets us know. Like, I guess you can kind of apply it, but let's you know like hey, and the Zentradi are so much a war culture that they do not have any people that are not involved in a war at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, so that's, that's a shame. Um, any, any other thoughts about uh, this with the scene here, Manny? I still don't. I still don't think the the Blue Wind Gang should be there, <laughs> but they are sporting some really nice red tracksuits. Yeah, they're uh, red Red Wind now. Yeah, they might as well be red uh, Adidas tracksuits. They got the stripes on and everything. Uh, uh, they they cut out the bit about punishment by execution if they spread if they talk about what protoculture is. Oh, did they? I, I noticed that. That's cool. Yeah, in in Robotech. What do you say instead? Do you remember? Uh just oh, just as long as you don't tell anybody, I'll tell you what protoculture is. <laughs> That's nice. He's he's a nicer <laughs> guy. That does a no, the no. bowl is what made him mean. Uh, uh, do you notice? I, I think. I don't think it's this episode in particular, but I think in general they've lightened up the synth synth voice stuff for the Zentradi. They're much more understandable now. Yes, yes, for sure. Yeah, it's still there. You can still hear it, but but like there, I have absolutely no problem understanding them now, which was yeah. not the case earlier. Yep, very very true. Yeah, and then yeah, Max. Oh my god, we, we we didn't say explicitly what Max gets up to. It's very funny. Like when we say hitman, we literally mean like him in his giant robot. He like knocks a guy out and he puts the guy's clothes on his robot and walks around the ship <laughs> in disguise. It is so fucking funny. I love it. Uh, and, and I don't know. And it's especially funny for the Zentradi. They just they're they freak the fuck out. They have a whole civilization built around being able to fight in every moment. They see a giant like robot standing out, outside their dorm room, and Wait, they wouldn't you freak the fuck out? Yes, but I'm not a natural-born soldier. I, I haven't spent my whole yeah, life. Yeah, you are. Come stuff. on, come on. I've seen you. You've got, you've got the eyes of a killer. <laughs> um, You're right. I, I would, I would freak out despite my my powerful reflexes. I thought it was really funny how, uh, uh, when Max uh, sees Zentradi coming down the hall, he runs into the the little toilet, and then he just looks at the toilet for like five <laughs> seconds. I don't know if you if you just noticed it, but he just kind of looks at it like, what is this? What is this thing? I, I'd be very curious about alien toilets too. Probably operate very differently, right? Yeah. Like, what is, is there like a, a vacuum thing? Is it water? What's going on here? What is the toilet? Then we get basically to the uh, ending where it's uh, Mid May's debut and we listen to a song of variable quality. Uh, what did you think of uh, the boyfriend song first? The boyfriend song is a little better, but, but still not great. She, oh, like you think uh, they're close? No, I, I, uh, I, I wouldn't say that that that. Uh, what, what was the, what was the Robotech song name? Uh, it's my time to be a star. Okay, that's just a bad song. Uh, whereas uh, my boyfriend is a pilot is is a listenable song. Uh, and that's our cross up. We did it midway through the episode. Yay! Uh, I I don't. I don't like the the part in in my boyfriend is a pilot where she goes, coon 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 coon. No, that's cute. Uh, I'm not I'm not here for it. I'm not here for it. I'm I'm with you in general. That you know the song from Die Buster, Groove and Magic. Uh, yes, actually, I do. I feel the same way about the cutesy songs in that song or the cutesy bits in that song. Yeah. Uh, oh, you also feel the same. Uh, mostly, yeah, but but I, I do like that song better though. That is a yeah. better song. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One other line thing. I did. I don't know if you listened to our opening at all, but uh, that one of the the lines comes from this episode. After Faher tells Minmay about uh, Rick, she says, "Like oh, you mean he's been killed?" And that, that's that's one of our, our opening bits. 
Uh, I do like, do like, you mean he's been killed? And then Fokker says, no, he just hasn't come back. And he says, he's dead. And she runs away. <laughs> he did not handle that situation very well, my friend. Nope. Yeah. And he uh, needs to get his hands off, off the homegirls. Okay. Yeah. A little handsy, a little handsy. I think it was one other scene we didn't talk about where the bridge crew is like, huh? I wonder where those guys are. They went away. Yeah. Shammy's up front now where Misa was. Do you think you'd be a good Zentradi? Do you think you could you could be good at like having like only war in your blood? Mm, yes, you know what? Yes, I, th- I think I think my voice. I, I don't like my voice, but I think it would sound good with the booming echo thing. Here, tr- try it. Like, do your impression of what it would sound like as Zentradi. Hey, you, the chubby one. <laughs> kiss, kiss, Rick. <laughs> Wow, that was that was authoritative. I, I want to go find someone named Rick and kiss them. If uh, if you're just, uh, I I feel compelled. Thank uh, you. Uh, that was pretty funny though. Call it, everybody's <laughs> just dunking on on Kakizaki in this episode. Get fucked, Dixon. Get fucked, Kakizaki. No one wants to kiss you, loser. But um, yeah, I think that's mostly it. Do you have do you have a, your list of uh, random things to go through? For uh, notes wise. Um, the last thing on my, my list of things is Min May's song sucks. <laughs> no, not really. Right. We, we touched on most, most everything. Uh, yeah. I didn't like in the beginning, the opening combat bit in, in, in Robotech. There, there's too much. I don't want to call them quips, but they do just talk too much. Yeah. In the combat scene. Yeah. Like, I, I take feel this. You. How do you feel about this? That kind of thing. Only in fighting games is that cool and allowed. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll do okay. That, I have a special piece of content. Uh, Manny has gone, as mentioned, the whole show without listening to our ending. And so now I'm going to play it here now for, for Manny and you. That mean we just don't have an ending song today, you asked? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe we'll just do it twice. We'll see how I feel in post. But I do want to, I think it would be fun to get uh, Manny's reactions here. So I started streaming the song, Manny, for you. Um, we'll do we'll do a last little end bit where uh, essentially uh, yeah we'll, we'll, we'll talk about let's talk about final thoughts on this episode before we, we listen to it Manny go ahead final thoughts on this episode uh, yeah. fun episode I really am looking forward to to more to to Max coming in to save the day in the next episode it's gonna be very cool yeah all right those are the good final thoughts yeah I I like this episode a lot I, iconic scenes uh, I think some pretty interesting differences between the two that I'm really hoping will pan out uh, and uh, I like the song uh, also one one last thing is that next episode we'll be reading another Robotech comic wow man he's so excited yeah if you can hey. see his little face he's just ear to ear smiling very creepy joker like joker like smile. Talking about, I, I did think about the Joker when we were talking about "quote unquote" society. Very Joker is <laughs> thing to say. Uh, but we'll be reading a comic. That comic is called "Covert Ops." So if you want to read that, I read a little bit of it. It seems a lot better than "Make a Storm." That being said, do not get mad at me if it is bad. Uh, unless you're Benny, you can get a little mad at me if it's bad. I'm always a little mad at you. No, All right. Um, well, we'll listen to the song. You're, you're in there, Manny. I am. All right. And we'll start it for my future self on go three, 
two, one, go. This is the part we normally talk over at the end. Oh, okay. Oh, let me talk oh. over now. Uh, like, so, what is this? What, so, the <laughs> putting them, putting them both like side by side like this. That's brutal. <laughs> it's, it's like you're you're intercutting somebody's karaoke performance in with an actual song. <laughs> It's brutal. It, it does. It does do a lot to help out the American version, though, doesn't it? Uh yes, but it still doesn't salvage it. Yeah, I mean, it's just you're, you're taking a hundred and a one, and together they make a fifty. So yeah, if you're that one, pretty pretty good deal for you. If so, you're so that people, people have have listened to this, right? However, however many listeners we have on there, like however many yeah. hundreds of listeners. Yeah, uh, peop- uh, I have a one friend who says they hate it whenever the ending comes on because they hate the song. Uh, you know what? I, I agree with them. People shouldn't be listening to to the, this much uh, Robotech Minmay. I, I do like we're going to have us shit talking the song, and then it's going to be me in the credits saying, "Thank you so much for making this great credit song." Uh, what, what's his face? Credits me remembers. I don't, but uh, you know, I, I you know, as as a work, it's pretty cool. As someone, I think it's like a good mix, right? It works pretty well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it transitions from you know one to the other, and then back. Very well, yeah, I, I agree. Thanks, thanks again. Uh, very, very good, cool, cool person who made this on on Etsy for a very good price. Uh, yep. That being said, yeah, join us next time. We'll be covering episode thirteen of Robotech and Macross, as well as once again Covert Ops of the Robotech comic. And I guess you'll might be hearing the song. Yeah, they'll put a, just a random, a random illegal song at the end to put on free copyright laws. Put on, uh, put on uh, breaking the habit from like a part. Sure. All right. Well, in any case, I love you. You love me. Do You Remember Robotech is hosted by me, Shane, and my good friend, Manny. The intro music is arranged by me, sampling the Macross opening, a Robotech commercial, and Lifelike by Alexi Action. The podcast art is arranged by Manny, with the logo in particular made by Glory Designs. Our ending music is a mashup of My Boyfriend is a Pilot and My Time to Be a Star, arranged by Joshua Collins.